Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Welcome in the latest episode of Five on the Floor on the Five Reasons Sports Network. Thanks for finding us on your favorite podcast app. We're on Apple Podcasts. We're on Google Podcasts. We're on Podbean. We're on Spotify. We're everywhere. We're also on Dash Radio every single day, 7 p.m. Download the Dash Radio app for free. Search for Nothing But Net, and that's where you'll find us. Also, check out the Five Reasons YouTube channel, now close to 12,000 subscribers. We've got our guy, Royal Shepherd hosting the post-up show as we speak right now. So if you finish with us first, you can go over there. Um, they've been generating quite an audience over there. So make sure that you check that out. Also, FiveReasonSports.com. Spell that one out, F-I-V-E, ReasonSports.com. Brady Hawks already put up the takeaways from this latest Heat victory, this one against the Golden State Warriors, 116-109. to Also, check out the great sponsors of the Five Reasons Sports Network. That includes our friends over at Seltzer Mayberg. We've been telling you for a long time, if you've got a traffic ticket, if you've got personal injury situation, that you should go there, immigration. But also... They do real estate law as well. And we're in the middle of this booming real estate market, South Florida. You may be looking to purchase a new home or refinance your current one. You can make sure that you have an attorney-owned title company handle your contract and closing for the low price of 295 bucks. Just reach out to our good friends over at Seltzer Maber. Give them a call at 305-444-1565. That's 305-444-1565. But make sure you mention five reasons in order to get that $295 closing fee on all purchases and refinances. That's right. Or go to onecalllegal.com. That's O-N-E, calllegal.com. They can help you 24 hours a day there. They'll be able to assist you with any of your legal needs. I've mentioned so many of the things they do. They do sports law, immigration, divorce law, and everything. Everything is in-house right there in North Miami just before the Golden Glades. So again, 305-444-1565 or onecalllegal.com for our friends over at Seltzer Mayberg. And now tonight's episode one two three four five on the floor welcome to five on the floor a daily show on the miami heat and the nba featuring ethan skolnick with alex toledo and greg sylvander part of the five reasons sports network All right, Ethan Skolnick back on five on the floor. I'm up here in the 300 level. Alex Toledo is about 10 seats down from me, so we don't hear an echo. Greg Sylvander is back home, not in Miami. Alex and I were here tonight for the Heat's 116-109 to win against the Warriors. The floor plan tonight will take you through the Oladipo debut here. Again, not a whole lot to see, but we want to get into uh, how he fit with his teammates. But then also after that, we'll get into how the rest of the team played, which was, to me, this is one of the more encouraging performances of the entire season as the Heat go back over 500 now with 23 games left to play. They're 25 and 24. And they look like a team that with this homestand against some soft opponents of beat up Lakers team, the Cavs coming in here this week. They could go on a little bit of a run here, um, but let's start here and I'll go to you first, Greg Oladipo tonight, not a big scoring performance, picked up five fouls. It looked to me at times like just timing was off with a lot of his teammates, whether it was in transition or in the half court. But what did you think overall? 
I mean, overall, really, it was a mixed bag from a production perspective, but there were there were the flashes, right? And those that I think that that is um, what what I was looking for. I, I didn't expect him, and I said this actually during our pregame show before floor that I didn't expect Oladipo to come out and have a big night. Um, I didn't expect twenty points out of him. Usually in these debut games, particularly for a guy that's wanted to make it to Miami for so long, I expected a little bit of jitters, and um, maybe that was happening but it it could be more the timing and just him being out for an extended period of time but when you see the five assists we saw some playmaking there was a really nice play towards the end of the game where he find he found Tyler Hero under the basket uh you know some nice moves towards the basket so when you just think about him adding that element as well as some of the the possessions where he played great defense against Steph you know, I'm thinking about the way he um, was on, like, you think about Tyler and unlocking him uh, and then adding Gorn back to the mix. Um, it's just an exciting time when you just start to see it come together. Yeah. And Alex, that's the thing. No Dragic tonight, no none. So the deck was cleared a little bit in the backcourt. In fact, there were some three guard lineups where Gabe Vincent was one of the guards, which kind of shows you how small Eric wants to play at times. Um and I'm with with Greg in the sense of I thought there was some positive tonight. You could see Oladipo a couple times came off a curl, just missed a jumper, but there was space there for him. What, what did you see? Defense, I think he's going to be just fine. Offense, though, the fit in particular with, with Jimmy and Bam early. How did it I look? like that you mentioned that play where, you know, there was a couple of times where he came off a curl or it would apply to when he would kind of run a pick and roll, which you didn't get to see too much of with Bam other than that one lob play. I just think it's really relevant towards how good he's going to be in Miami because I think those pull-ups are going to be for them, are going to be there for him a lot of times. I think teams are going to give up the pull-up to Victor Oladipo. The percentages on those pull-ups that he used to drain all the time before the injuries have not been nearly the same since then, including this year with the improvement that he's shown, which has uh, mostly been at the rim and as far as his burst. But the pull-up shooting is going to be a question for Depot. I think that's the one thing I'm really looking to see, like uh, – that he can improve there. I, I think he should take those shots as long as he's finding that balance and not taking too many of them. And I think he did a good job of that, good job of that tonight, just in general. Like he was a great playmaker. He was really, uh, he looked like a really clean fit as far as playing off the catch, playing on the second side action uh, off of Jimmy and Bam. And then on those minutes when he wasn't playing with Jimmy, he looked like he could still do some stuff with the ball. I think uh, like the positive was uh, just how he was able to actually get to the rack. Cause that's what I'm really looking forward to with him and kind of just make things happen from there. And I think that's what he showed you on the defensive end. Like you said, it's, it's a clean fit. He looked incredible. He looked awesome tonight on Steph. So I think it's a pretty good performance. You know, obviously he, he didn't show a lot as far as scoring, but I think he's a pretty clean fit into the offense in general. Yeah, I'm, I'm reading uh, Brady's quote here. Uh, follow Brady Hawk 305. He was on the Spolster call uh, talking about Oladipo. Spolster says, I thought it was very encouraging. I think defensively, it's extremely natural to fit, as we're talking about here. Offensively, he gives us that downhill attack. Another guy who can make plays. And, and look, when you don't have Dragic, too, that stands out a certain degree. Um, I think Oladipo would have closed the game if he didn't have the foul trouble, we saw Steph get off a little bit or late in the game. And they actually had to throw bam on him for that last possession. And we'll talk about bam later because again, this is the thing about not covering games in person is that sometimes you don't appreciate bam as much as if you're here, it's just a different experience, more so him than any other player on the team or, or really any other He's player a cheat code. I've ever covered. You have to, 
you, you have to see him in person. You, you just have to see him in person. That one sequence uh, where he, I mean, he forced, he forced, I was, it, I don't think it was Curry who stepped out of bounds. I can't remember who it was, but by the sideline, I posted the video on Twitter. Um, it's just insane. I mean, it's just the, the things he does as a center are insane, but, but just get to get back to Oladipo here for a second. You could see the rotation come together tonight um, where Dragic or none, and, and the nights they want to rest Goron, and I wouldn't be surprised, honestly. I put the over-under on Goron games the rest of the year at 15, and that may be high. I think none's going to get a lot of those games, and I think they're going to rest Goron as much as they possibly can down the stretch of the season. Not that they're going to rest him every night, but I don't think he's going to play back-to-backs. That would be my guess. And, and again, I think maybe playing half the games or a little bit more is all he's going to play. But you could see the Vincent minutes, and the Vincent minutes weren't bad. Defensively, he competes, but he can't make a shot. So the Vincent minutes are going to go to Dragic or none. The rest of the rotation tonight, though, you can see how it fills in around Oladipo. We don't have those kind of those questions in the starting lineup anymore. You know who the three are going to be, and then you know that it's likely going to be Ariza. They use uh, Bielitsa as the only big off the bench tonight, no precious. And then, obviously, you got Robinson shooting the way that he's shooting. Just starting lineup fit. We, we talked about with Jimmy and with Bam, the fit with Duncan, um, the fit with Ariza. How, how do you see that going forward? Greg? I mean, I think it's relatively clean as long as Duncan is firing the way that he is. Uh, it just, it, there's so much space to be created. Trevor Ariza was more efficient tonight than he had been um, previously. Although, you know, his, his box plus minus, which is not always is so telling uh, has been really good lately. Um, I think he was plus 33 over the last three games. And um I would say that uh, I, I like the starting lineup as is, and it's why that um, when we when we kept going through the buyout candidates, I'm starting to kind of move off this whole they got to find a big thing because I feel like they are just going to tighten the screws on the rotation. We saw it tonight. They got to nine, but we know that the nine would be, uh, you know, as you mentioned, Gorn instead of Gabe Vincent. And uh, I would expect that he's going to get as close to that as he can, Spo will, on a nightly basis. Uh, but doing as you say, I don't think Oladipo will play back-to-backs, and I don't think Gorn will either. How do you think they space that out? Um, does does Dragic play one night and Oladipo plays the next night? I mean, typically, is that is that the way? Because, because look, if you haven't heard it yet, and we're going to try to get it up on the YouTube channel, the Heat hasn't put it up on the content network, but as soon as they do, we will. But, uh, you know, I was on the, the call with Oladipo with Brady today, and he, he didn't really indicate he's going to play back-to-backs. I think that was the only thing he said that concerned Heat fans a little bit. Um, he kind of said, we'll see. Do you, do you basically stagger them do you stagger Dragic and Oladipo or do you try to get them some minutes together what what is the better approach they could do a whole lot of things and that's kind of the theme I think from their trade deadline moves is they just have a lot of options now like you were even talking about Ariza before and you know we talked about how like you know Spo decided to close Andre today he was having one of his games but you can kind of pick and choose between them like you could rest one play the other and then as far as the backcourt like Kendrick Nunn is still there. He didn't play tonight, which was interesting. The Spo decided to go to Gabe Vincent over him. But, like, they just have a lot of options there. So I think they can rest Goran and play Vic and, or, you know, vice versa, like you said. I think they can give Kendrick those, those minutes in the regular season for sure and Gabe Vincent like we've seen. And I think they have a whole lot of ways that they can rest the guys that they want to rest now. And as far as, like, what Leif was saying with the, the backup five, I think it's interesting because Bielitsa did look solid. As a backup five, he doesn't have the same size as Kelly, but he is obviously wider, so he was able to do that. But um, 
I think that's something that they can get away with versus a team like the Warriors who don't have a whole lot of size that can beat you. Like Wiseman did not look good tonight. But the rest of the East, like those better teams in the East are bigger teams. So I wouldn't mind them picking up just an extra big body. But I do tend to agree. Like I think the rotation is pretty much set and that back of five wouldn't be playing a whole lot in the playoffs anyways. All right, we're going to get into Robinson and Hero and more when we come back, though. Before we do, I want to tell you about a couple of sponsors of the first re- of Five Reasons Sports Network. One of them we saw down here today. They got a stand down here now. They opened up a lot more at the arena, actually. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus. You can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. This felt the most to me like a regular season game that we've seen. It's still less than 5,000 people, but it was loud in here, and a lot of the concessions are open. And one of the concessions that's open is Biscayne Bay Brewing, the official beer of the Five Reasons Sports Network and also of the Miami Marlins. They've got their own little pavilion there at Marlins Park. I guess it's not called Marlins Park anymore. It's Lone Shark Stadium or something along those lines. But but, but wow. I can't remember it. I'm sorry. But, uh, but Biscayne Bay Brewing is there. They were here tonight. They had a nice little line there because people wanted to try the beer so make sure you check it out ask for it whether you're here or Publix or any of the other spots you can check also check out the website biscaynebaybrewing.com and find out where you can get it another great sponsor of the five reasons sports network they're sponsoring the stream right now that's miami grill that's where you want to go for your wings for your gyros just about anything else download the app go to mymiamigrill.com they got delivery they got takeout they do everything there for you so go to miami grill these are two miami-based brands Miami Grill and Biscayne Bay Brewing. We actually brought them both together for an event that we had about three weeks ago, and we're going to be bringing them together again when we can actually start the watch parties. And tonight it felt like there's no COVID. So I guess the watch parties are going to be starting pretty soon. So check out Miami Grill, check out Biscayne Bay Brewing. We appreciate them sponsoring the Five Reasons Sports Network. All right, let's get to the way that other guys played because I don't want this to get lost in the Oladipo moment. Duncan Robinson was hot again tonight from the start. He had one uh, miss that was bad, but for the rest of it, when he gets his feet set, the shots going in right now, he's now shooting over 60% since the trade deadline. But the guy I want to focus on more because we focused on Duncan the other night is hero. There's something about hero where he feeds off a crowd. And even if you don't have a crowd of 20,000, you have a crowd of 4,000, you could feel it tonight. He was playing with a certain looseness. It picks him up. And I think one of the things we haven't talked about this year, guys, is that he hasn't had the benefit of that. Now, I know that in the bubble, he didn't have that either. But prior to the bubble last year, he played so much better at home when there was encouragement and all the rest of that. And I just, he felt free flowing tonight. He also, again, played every minute of the fourth quarter, which is this consistent trend, even while they had Oladipo. Both guys coming out of it at the same time changes everything for this team compared to what we saw in the first half of the season. And the other thing I want to focus on, and Alex, I'll let you go to this because I think you and I went out a little bit on Twitter. I understand the fronting of Wiggins is not ideal, and I get that. But I did think just watching his activity tonight, he's much more engaged defensively than I've seen. I feel like they've gotten through to him. Now, I don't know if he always has the physical ability to do it, but I feel like from a mentality standpoint, he just looks to be trying harder. 
Well, I definitely don't disagree with that part. Like Tyler Hero is very active on defense and it's because they're putting him, <laughs> every team is putting him into the play every time. But no, uh, Tyler is doing a great job of actually trying to stick to the structure and, st and stick to their defensive principles. But you're right, like the physical limitations are what they are. And to me tonight, what I was going to say, uh, you know, regarding the Duncan Tyler stuff, by the way, both of them hit eight shots tonight, which is pretty crazy. You know, another game where they both go off at the same time. And look, Tyler had two steals and a block. But I will say, like, the physical limitations are what they are. And the difference between him and Duncan on that end, to me, just keep getting starker and starker. Like, Duncan, you know, like I said, Tyler had some nice defensive stats tonight. But Duncan is not getting hunted in the same way that Tyler is, right? And I think Tyler, like, uh, if you just get a mismatch on him, like, it's so easy to score on him. So I don't even think it's his fault, really. Like, I think it's not really a, a question about his activity or his mentality. I think it's just like, well, hope and pray that, you know, the, the four other great defenders that you have around him are going to do enough of a, uh, of a good enough job to make it easier on him. What does it say that he is a relative liability on defense yet Spolstra is trusting a second year player to play um, a whole lot. I mean, it's it's all the fourth quarter fourth quarter minutes in thirteen of the last fifteen, or some kind of crazy number. I, I'm probably not quoting that correctly, but he's been playing a lot of fourth quarter minutes. So Spolstra trusts him despite some some of the physical limitations, and I think that that speaks to his dynamic offensive stuff, and also that um, that they need to they need to continue to evaluate and they need to see how high the ceiling can be and um i mean i th i feel like he's rounding into form offensively but Greg, isn't it weird though it is weird like you don't see typically no eric trust guys that Never. much in the fourth quarter who are not plus defenders like he didn't even do it with Gohan. Yeah. Like for for a while, like I, it's it is you know it's one of these situations and and i'm glad that we've got fans back here and i'm glad that we're here but it's one of these situations that makes me regret sort of the way the media situation is now. Again, no fault of the team, but in the past, you know, I could go to a practice and try to pull Eric aside and try to pick his brain on it. That's just not there's just no opportunity to do that right now. You just have these Zoom calls where nothing's going to be given away. And it's it is interesting it, it, to me. It's one of the more fascinating things of the season, like everything else makes sense. You can see like with a reason Iguodala and I tweeted this tonight, it's clear to me that they're going to stagger the two of them as much as they can until they absolutely need to play them both together so that they can get both of them to the postseason. You've got two guys in their mid thirties. Iggy had a fantastic fourth quarter tonight, not just the dunk that the other his teammates are making fun of him for, but just the defensive activity. He got a couple of loose balls that extended possessions. And in other nights, it'll be Ariza. It was Ariza early tonight with a quick seven points. Like, that makes sense. Okay, the staggering of the two of them. Bam, obviously, closing. Jimmy closing, although I wish that they would get he would get Jimmy in before the five-minute mark. Like, eight-minute mark, to me, makes a lot more sense. It, it seemed to be getting away a little bit until Bam had that one possession where he got the offensive rebound and had the putback uh, and, had the and had the end one because otherwise I thought it was going to get away. But everything else makes sense. But you're right, the hero part of it – it really doesn't make sense. Like, I, I think if you've been watching Heat teams for years, Eric is always going to do the defensive substitutions in those situations, and he doesn't with him. And I just wonder if if part of it is that he doesn't want to strip him of any of his confidence. Um, but that seems like a long way to go. Like, I mean, playing him a few fourth quarter minutes, but playing him all 12 
every single game. And, and I think that is when people talk about Hero and what his value is to the Heat, you're right. That speaks to it. Like, we can talk about throwing him into trades and all the rest of this. There aren't a lot of backup two guards in the league, like you said, who are 20 years old, 21 years old, who are playing every minute of the damn fourth quarter with Jimmy Butler and Bam Adebayo. Like, it, it's, it's different. And I'm curious, when Drogic is ready and Oladipo is ready, you're going to play Iguodala or Ariza, right? So that means Hero is going to squeeze one of those guys out. It's not going to be Oladipo. So it means basically a choice of Hero or Dragic. I mean, Alex, do you see him not playing Dragic in, in big minutes of the playoffs because he's playing Tyler Hero instead? Yep, I could definitely see that. It seems like we're headed towards that. It feels like Spo has been grooming Tyler to take on this role for a year now. And as much as he has trusted Goron in the past, you know, and up to this season as well. I do think that's going to be something we see a lot now. Again, back to what I was saying before about they have options. It really does feel like they have a whole lot of ways they can go about it. Like if Tyler is not having a good game, they can easily sit him down. I, I don't think Spo will do that. He seems to have a, a, a lot of trust in him to kind of figure it out and just having the extra playmaker on the floor. But, you know, Goron is just as good as Tyler still. Even, even with the decline, I still think they're similar level players. If Depot is having a, a particularly bad game, he could sit him. And then you talk about Duncan Robinson, who just keeps getting better and better. My God, like he he's adding stuff to his game. And I know he's been trying to do this stuff since the beginning of the season, but it's actually looking crisp now. He looks like he actually knows what to do when, when he comes off a curl and takes the ball inside. It doesn't look so awkward. He's playing defense. So I just think like, once again, they have options, but the, the pressure's on Tyler to come through because I, I do think if he's not playing well, he could easily be sat down for Goran and Duncan or Duncan. You know how you know this is a good win? We're 20-something minutes into this. We haven't talked about Jimmy, um, who, again, did just enough, uh, found ways to get to the rim, so played elite defense, and and gave him, what, 22, 6, and 8 with four steals tonight and just one turnover, which is the other amazing stat, 7 of 9 uh, from the line as well. So he got to the line nine times. MVP. And I'm – Jim VP get, get the t-shirt that one's on our site five reasonsports.com. all right I'll let you guys close uh, Alex and I want to get the heck out of here uh, we had to wait for the music to stop tonight uh, but in 20 seconds or less 24 seconds count you down you kind of mentioned it earlier Greg do they need a bit I mean they have to sign somebody by next week anyway they I mean they got to get the roster spot filled right I mean just by league rule I mean is a big for them gonna play Precious didn't play tonight I don't think they'll necessarily play, but um, I think it was Alex in the text string that brought up a really good point. And I hope I'm not stealing his thunder. They need an Embiid body. They really do. If they end up in a, in a matchup where they have a seven game series and they have Joel Embiid, you're going to need another big body. And as much as I love you D and he's the homie, I just don't know that he's that big body. Um, so uh, I, I think that they've also got to think about like, you got to get a guy through health and safety protocols. And if they do like the 10 day contract thing, it could get weird from a timing perspective. So I'm expecting something really soon. I just don't know who it is. We've been trolling for that information and haven't found it yet yet um but you know the big takeaway from tonight uh you know just to kind of put a bow on it is uh there there's hope for this team and you start to see like the skeleton of a group that um i feel has kind of the dna of of like you're starting to see the dna makeup of what we saw last year when they made their run 
You are. You're seeing uh, Ariza kind of fill some of the Crowder role. Not not exactly, not exactly from a shooting perspective, but some of the other things that he's doing. 24 seconds or less. I'm counting you down. I'm going to buzzer you here, Alex. Do they need a big? Just an Embiid body? Is that it? Yeah, an Embiid body, an extra body, just in case Bielitsa can't hold up against some other guys as a backup five. I, I think could help him, you know, Dwayne Dedman. But other than that, I, I feel great about this team right now. This team is defensively locked and loaded. They look like a real playoff team now, a real contender. And I just really like their shot versus pretty much any team in the East. And, you know, I, I think they have the roster now to really give Brooklyn a hell of a shot in the playoffs. All right, that'll close it for tonight. Our sponsors, Seltzer Mayberg Law Firm. Again, mentioned five reasons for that $295 refinance. Also, or closing or anything else that you're doing there. And also, of course, Miami Grill and Biscayne Bay Brewing. Got a little background noise here, but this is what happens when we're at the arena. We're going to start coming out to more games. Appreciate the heat inviting us. Appreciate uh, Greg and Alex staying up late to do this. And we'll talk to you tomorrow. Floor's yours. Thank you for listening to The Five on the Floor on the Five Regional Sports Network. 